Welcome to All Things Leadership, where together we will explore and discover what leadership is all about so that you can start leading the life you want to live. My mission is to inspire, motivate, and excite you to become the best version of yourself at home, at work, and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Jamie Smith. Now let's talk leadership. Hello, hello. How y'all doing today? How y'all feeling? My goal is that by the end of this episode, you are feeling motivated and excited to try some new ways to become more productive in your life. I feel like everyone these days is so focused on wanting to be more productive, myself included. And I want to clarify that when I say productive, I don't mean busyness. I mean meaningful productivity doing the right things that matter most to us, rather than just staying busy and checking off those meaningless things on our to-do list that have nothing to do with our purpose or our real goals. Something that I think is important to mention before I go rattling off all these ways you can become more productive is that not all of these things are going to work for you. Figuring out how to become more productive is an extremely personalized thing. What works for someone else may not work for you. So the only way to figure out what does work for you is trial and error. And if you aren't doing any of these things right now and you're wanting to get more done, then it certainly couldn't hurt to try one or a few of them, right? So what can being more productive help you with? Well, it helps you prioritize that hefty to-do list. It helps you manage your time better, which leaves more time to do more of the things that you want to do. It'll help you become more successful in your career, and it'll make you happier because, of course, you'll be happier if you're able to actually accomplish things you want to accomplish in a day, and you'll find so much fulfillment in being able to say, I did that, and I don't have anything looming over me now at the end of the day. So now you can check out from the kind of go, go, go mode and relax into another area of your life, like maybe self-care rather than you actually caring less about yourself because your to-dos that you didn't get done are harassing you at night during your me time or they're calling you back to the computer when you know you don't want to be sitting there. Being meaningfully productive creates a better work-life balance for sure because your time with your family and friends or that attempted me time doesn't have to be so clouded with unfinished business. Now let's get into all the productivity hacks that I'm going to share today, and there's so many out there. This list is just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure, which means that if you don't find something from today's episode that you find helpful, there's probably plenty more tricks out there, and you're bound to find something that works for you. First and foremost, are you planning your day ahead of time or just winging it each day? You need to plan your day. This doesn't have to mean sitting down for an hour and creating some elaborate, like, master plan. It's as simple as this. Try setting a single goal for the day. Ask yourself in the morning, what is the most important thing right now? This helps you gain clarity, and it helps you move into your day with more intention. Even more than just thinking about what's the most important thing right now, though, it's also helpful to write down the top three things each day that you want to get done no matter what and before moving on to anything else. Narrowing your focus to a smaller list of to-dos like this allows you to not go into your day with 
with overwhelm, which we naturally are going to avoid, right? But rather it's, hey, I have these three things to do today. These are the most time sensitive for right now and the most important. So I'll do these three things. And then when I'm done, I can maybe move on to the other tasks. But at least you aren't allowing yourself to like jump from one task to another throughout your day and maybe half starting things and not ever actually finishing them. And start with the hardest or most time-consuming task first. The rest of your day is going to be so much more just less stressful because that big thing is no longer hanging over your head and you're going to have more brain power in the morning anyway. And you really start to get distracted in the afternoon a whole lot more easily. And then that thing that's maybe the harder, more challenging, or more time-consuming thing that you've put off to the afternoon You just don't have the steam left for it anymore at that point. So you end up pushing it to the next day. And this is a vicious cycle that can just happen over and over again and make you feel like you aren't getting anything done. When a lot of the time it's just one or two big things that are sort of the elephant in the room or in your brain in this case that you need to take care of and focus on. Also trying to group similar tasks together Um, is helpful too because jumping from one task to another that have nothing to do with each other creates a lot of friction. The whole like stop, start, stop, start, it prolongs each one of those tasks that you're doing. So in other words, stop multitasking. Many people think that multitasking allows you to get more done. I'm here to tell you that's false. Switching from one task to another not only makes you get tired more quickly, but you're also less likely to get it done by multitasking than if you were to focus on the one thing for a little while and then move on to the next thing. All that stopping and starting, the focusing and the refocusing and getting distracted in between the focusing and the refocusing can suck more time from you than you realize. Speaking of getting distracted, We have to try to get rid of anything that could potentially distract us. Being distracted is one of the number one reasons people say they can't focus because they get distracted easily. So what then are all those distractors? You have to think about them. What are they? Think about what is pulling you away from your work or the task that you're trying to complete. We have to remove those pesky distractions from the equation. Maybe you silence your email notifications or social media notifications. Think about every time throughout the day that you get distracted by something and how long it takes you each time after you're distracted to go back and focus on the thing that you were working on. Now add up all that over the course of a day. It's probably a lot of time spent getting distracted and trying to pull away and bounce back. So if we remove those distractions, we have more time to do the meaningful stuff, period. Early in the day, we tend to have more of that undistracted time on our hands. You'll tend to notice as the day goes on, typically, that the text messages, the emails, the phone calls, all that stuff starts to ramp up. So if you're able to wake up a little bit earlier and get some of that hard focus work done in the morning, you're going to have a better chance of doing it with none of those distractions. So we're always going to have things that come up throughout the day that distract us or something will pop into our mind that's a brand new to do. And many of us allow these things that pop up all of a sudden to take precedence over what we're doing currently. So when those things pop up, try just writing them down or put them on your kind of ongoing to-do list on your phone maybe and just save it for later. You have to stick to your plan for your day and what the most important things were. 
Emergencies do happen and sometimes real things pop up that are going to distract you, but I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about how you were supposed to be writing a blog and you ended up organizing your whole closet instead because you walked past it and noticed it was messy. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just me. (laughs) But definitely getting distracted is something that I tend to struggle with a little bit. And if you're someone who is a constant consumer and you get distracted by websites and apps you open throughout the day, you can use what's called website blockers to help you with this. I don't personally use website blockers, but if you find yourself opening apps during your work time and opening different tabs to go to some of your favorite websites throughout the day while you should be working, not surfing the web, and you need a tool to help you keep your distance, a website blocker is probably something that could help you. It restricts your access to certain apps and websites during certain times that you pick so that you can stay focused on the more important things when you are working and not have those other websites or apps there as a potential distraction. Since we're on the topic of how to avoid getting distracted, I want to take a second to share something I tried recently that has helped me so much with staying focused and not getting so distracted with every little noise I hear or everything I see in my peripheral. This little thing is called Magic Mind. Magic Mind is this green little magic shot that I started drinking every morning right before I jump into my work for the day, and I think I'm about 12 days in at this point. I actually recorded the next episode that's going to release of my podcast before the one that you're listening to now, and at that point, I was on like day six of trying it out. Now that I'm 12 days in, I just felt the need to reiterate how amazing this stuff is. Because I talk about how amazing it is on that future episode too. So I'm sort of reiterating to you before you have heard me iterate it in the first place. (laughs) So it's this green shot and what makes it green is the matcha in it. And let me tell you, I'm going to get cheesy for a second, y'all. This stuff is a matcha made in heaven, for me at least, and I believe that it will be for you too. Matcha has an amino acid in it that's called L-theanine. I think I'm saying that right, which is a neurotransmitter that stimulates the brain's alpha waves, and those waves trigger that feeling of alertness. Caffeine can do the same thing for us, but caffeine comes with all the jitters and the crash afterwards. No fun. This does not happen with matcha and with magic mind. It's this clean energy. That's how I would describe it. Just a very clean and calm energy that lasts for a whole lot longer than a cup of coffee or an energy drink would. I have just been smashing my to-do lists every day. And even doing some of the to-dos that are like on my tomorrow's to-do list, I'm, I'm finding that I'm getting ahead of myself. It's kind of crazy to see it happen. I had one project on my to-do list for weeks, one that was going to require me getting into that flow state and coming up with all the content for it. And I was avoiding it because I knew it would take me longer and require that really deep thinking. I got this project done within two hours hours, y'all. And when I was done, I was literally mind blown that I had been able to stay focused and literally complete in one day within two hours, a project that I thought for sure would take me days to complete. So I highly recommend you try Magic Mind if you want to be more productive and have a calmer, more dialed in energy throughout your day with an attention span that lasts. And guess what? I'm super excited to share this with y'all. I actually have a link and a 20% off code for all of you amazing listeners that I'm going to include in the show notes. The code is LEADERSHIPTHINGS20, all caps. 
And to use it, you can go to magicmind.co slash leadership things and enter that code leadership things 20 in all caps at checkout. And if you get the subscription, it's 40% off. My 40% off code, though, only lasts for 10 days. So get that discount while you can. And I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it if you try it out. All right, so now let's talk about parameters and boundaries you can set to become more productive. So I want to ask, what are your email best practices? Because emails can consume so much of our time without us even realizing it. Setting a specific time or times that you're going to check your emails throughout the day can really help. Another email trick is if you're sending many of kind of the same emails over and over again, or like the exact same email over and over again, create an email template to save yourself some time. These were a lifesaver for me as I used to reach out to a lot of applicants and all that really needed to change in each email I was sending was the applicant's name and the location they were applying for. So I made a template and I saved myself a whole lot of time not having to retype that same paragraph into a different email over and over again. Another sort of boundary you can learn to exercise around productivity is learning to say no and knowing that it's okay to say no. Some of us have a slight tendency to be people pleasers. We're afraid to maybe let someone down or hurt someone's feelings. Or perhaps we just have this mentality that we should say yes to everything for fear of missing out on an opportunity or looking bad. But if we say yes to everything, our own personal priorities tend to get pushed aside because we are prioritizing someone else or something else instead. A polite way to say no is, it's not a no, it's just a no right now, or perhaps in the future or at another time, but I must respectfully decline at this time, and thank you so much for thinking of me. Let's say you have a boss who just throws you a curveball in the middle of the day when you already have a whole bunch of fires burning. You don't always just have to say, like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and get right to it. Sometimes when your boss assigns a task to you, they don't always provide the by-win or all the details of that task. So use that as your opportunity to not just assume that it needs to be done right away, allowing it to kind of pull you from what you are doing, but let this be the opportunity for you to respond to that and say, okay, you got it. When would you like this done by? And in how much detail? So that you know how long it's going to take you when you do get around to doing it, and you'll know exactly when you need to do it by. Chances are it's not always an immediate need, but direction that's coming from your boss, understandably, you're going to respond to with urgency, right? Which is normal. Responding responding with urgency is great, but doesn't mean you have to do the task assigned with that same urgency. Your priorities for the day, once set in the morning, need to stay your priorities throughout the day as much as possible. And like I said, yes, I know, emergencies are going to happen, things are going to come up, but in general, You got to do your best to stay focused on those three most important things for right now. When it comes to having more stamina in your working hours, some say that working in shorter bursts helps. Work for like 25 minutes and then take a five minute break and so on. This is actually called the Pomodoro Technique. The whole idea behind it is that you'll be more motivated to finish what it is you're doing when you know you only have 25 minutes to do it. Our minds can only concentrate on one thing for so long and it's really not long at all. According to Pomodoro, it's about 25 minutes. So when you're beating yourself up because you can't focus or you're wondering what's wrong with you because you can't seem to stay on track throughout the day, you are normal. 
That's just the human brain doing its thing and getting bored. So try working in shorter bursts. Knowing your peak hours is helpful too. If you don't know what your peak hours are, meaning when you're capable of doing deeper thinking or more maybe challenging tasks, you need to know when your brain is operating at its peak capacity. And for everyone, this can be different. For me, this is between the hours of like 8 and 11 a.m. I find that I'm able to concentrate on something longer during those hours, and my brain is is truly just most creative during those hours. So for this reason, my most important tasks or the tasks I know that require the deeper thinking and heightened focus are going to be done during this window of time in the morning for me versus me waiting until the late afternoon and struggling through it and taking longer because my brain just can't go anymore. How you can figure out your peak hours is by tracking your time. You need to know how you currently spend your time. You could do this for one or two weeks and note when you find yourself most productive each day. Note how long it takes you to do all the things throughout your day as well. This is going to help you in the future better plan out your day because now you know how long these things really do take. And it'll help you decide at what point in the day to do those tasks based on your kind of track record on when you saw success with achieving those maybe harder or more important tasks on your list. Once you have your time tracked, you can then go about rearranging maybe how you move throughout your day so that you can get more done in less time. When it comes to your goals, some of these goals of ours may also be big dreams of ours. One of the mistakes often made is having a goal that is just too big. Not that the dream is too big, the goal around that dream is too big. We make the mistake of not taking the time to really break that big goal down into mini goals. So you have this one big goal that you know you may not get to for six months or a year or longer, but then you need to have a mini goal or mini goals that you can incorporate into your weeks having to do with that big goal. You need to be able to do something within that big goal right now in order to get you there. So if you want to be more productive with achieving your goals, you need to break those goals all the way down. What are the bite-sized things you can do right now that are going to move you in the direction of that dream? We also have to set and follow deadlines to achieve our goals. You need to set some parameters in your personal life's to-dos just like you would with your professional life or socially oriented life. It's funny how if we have a doctor's appointment to go to, we are sure to put that on our calendar and get there on time. Or if our boss at work says, hey, you have to do this by Friday, end of day, or your teacher says, hey, this project is due next Tuesday, you pretty much find a way to make it happen, right? Maybe not always to the best of your ability or on the perfect timing, but you make it happen. Well, what about our personal stuff? One of the reasons we can't seem to get any of our personal stuff done so often is because we leave it so open-ended. It's just this one of these days kind of tasks, but for example, in my line of work, I write a lot of content, so I have to give myself deadlines because I want to stay consistent with when I'm releasing the content. I had to set parameters for how long I would give myself to write, and I had to stick with those certain deadlines to finish because I'm counting on me. All of you guys are counting on me. I recommend going back and listening to the Developing Positive Habits and Having a Morning Routine episode. If you haven't checked that one out yet, I'll include a link to it in the show notes. But when it comes to the smarter way to set goals and how to implement systems in your life to achieve them, that episode is chock full of more information about that. Now I want to talk a little about setting the stage for your workplace. If you want to create an ultimate productivity zone, here's how. 
declutter your workspace first and foremost. If you have scattered thoughts and find yourself easily distracted, then having a cluttered desk is only making things worse. And not to mention it takes you forever to find everything. Clean up the clutter and organize it so that it works for your needs. This goes for your physical desktop and your virtual one, I might add. Having 25 open tabs and 100 documents saved on your desktop is probably creating a little wasted time spent searching for things and maybe even a little overwhelm. A clear workspace contributes to a clear mind. You can also incorporate certain colors into your workspace that are known to help with being more productive. There are studies out there that show that the colors red and blue improve your brain performance. So if you can incorporate those colors onto your desk somehow or even on your desktop background, that would be good. Red is supposed to help you with your attention span and blue is known to help you be more creative. Another thing that better sets the stage for your productive work zone is natural light. Eye strain and headaches from looking at a computer too long is something that I struggle with and I know a lot of people out there do, but I find that when I have that natural light in my workspace, I don't have as much of that eye strain and definitely less headache issues, which, you know, headaches productivity. They don't go well together. So natural light will help. I actually came across a study from Cornell University's Professor Alan Hedge, and he said that an optimal amount of daylight reduces eye strain and headaches of office workers by 84%. Here's what my personal setting of the stage and creating a productive work environment looks like. So I put on some music, I usually go to the listen by mood section on Apple Music and I go to the one called Focus and choose a playlist from there and I'll keep that on low in the background. I just feel like it really helps keep me going. Something about that slow and steady rhythm in the background, that soothing effect. I don't know. It just, it works for me. I also like to light a candle. I feel like because it has become part of like my ritual to light a candle when I start working, the scent of it now just kind of puts me in that headspace of, okay, let's do this. Let's dive in. And it also just creates a more comfy, homey environment. Just don't forget to leave the candle lit when your workday is over. I'm pointing at myself right now, y'all. I left a candle lit the other day, and it burned down to the wick base, y'all. Luckily, once we had all the lights off in my house at night, my husband caught the glow out of the corner of his eye before bed and blew it out. He saved the day. Thank goodness. (laughs) The last tips I have for you around being more meaningfully productive are around self-care, y'all. If you want to be more productive but don't want to burn out, you need to take care of yourself. And just like all the other tasks that we need to prioritize during our day, we need to prioritize our self-care too. Put that self-care activity, whatever it is for you that makes you feel nice and zen or at peace, calm, kind of unplugged from everything, put that on your calendar or write it in your planner. Make it happen. It will be these things that keep you running like the Energizer Bunny. I actually feel like an Energizer Bunny right now, y'all, because of Magic Mind. But like a cool, calm, and collected Energizer Bunny, not one that's like tweaking out. Too much coffee or energy drinks is not only just unhealthy for you, but when you overdo it, you have that come down where you start to feel just bleh. So maybe part of your effort to become more productive, but to remember to also take care of yourself can be drink less caffeine and try a more natural solution like Magic Mind. I guarantee you won't be disappointed, and so does Magic Mind. They offer a money-back guarantee. So check out the link in the show notes to get your 20% discount or 40% discount if you subscribe to it, and be sure to use the discount code LEADERSHIPTHINGS20 at checkout. 
It's important not only for you to know when too much caffeine is too much, though, but just life in general, when life gets to be just too much. Give yourself some grace and allow yourself a break every once in a while. You can't be crazy productive all of the time. And some of us tend to feel guilty when we take a nap in the middle of the day or sit down for a 10-minute break. We give ourselves grief over the air quotes wasted time and what we, quote, should be doing instead. When you feel like you need a short break or when you need a nap or just an early night, give that to yourself and know that allowing this moment or this break is what's going to propel you forward rather than lead you to burnout, which could waste a whole lot more time. Trust me, I've been there. So that is it for all the productivity tips and tricks I have to offer you today. And after all this productivity talk, I want to remind everyone that we are human beings, not human doings. So while being more productive is really great and all, The important thing is that the things you are being more productive doing are things that are important to who you want to be. Thanks for listening today, and please do leave me a five-star review if you enjoyed today's episode. These reviews mean so much to me. If you're interested in learning more about what one-on-one coaching with me looks like, check out my website, allthingsleadership.com, and hit contact me, where you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram for any questions you may have. I'll include all these links in the show notes. Until next time, and friendly reminder, y'all, go out there and be like a bee. Leave something better than when you found it. Inspire positive growth in the people around you every chance you get. Bye. Bye.